0: Return to Oswald. Um, I'm Derek. As always, I'm joined by Brandon Niscar. Brandon, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing wonderful. Uh, I enjoyed this episode. It was kind of all over the place, though. A lot of jump cuts and edits, like very quickly. And I hate no, I will say this before we start. There's one thing I hate about this show, is when they make throwaway characters to fulfill a point
0: (laughs) in the story
1: that They were trying to tell, and they're like, "Okay, we're gonna just have a throwaway person to fulfill this point." Eight I'm minutes. Like, That's
0: such lazy writing. Eight but minutes. Other than that, niggas. I the show. <laughs> Eight minutes. Grand opening, grand closing. Scar, how are you doing today?
2: I'm great. Now, I will tell you up front, I watched this episode immediately after the last show, so I don't really remember. So, your recap is gonna be clutch for your why. <laughs>
0: Usually is, I'm pretty good about being fucking clutch when it comes to reviews. Word up,
3: mm.
0: raise the roof. You know that's old school shit. Um, yeah, this episode was called Gray Matter, Um, episode five of season four. Um, overall, good episode. Um, I do think that like Brandon said, why <laughs> there's why did this nigga show up immediately um but the first one showed up and you could tell immediately that he was there solely to take care of a problem that was stated in the last episode in the last episode um mm-hmm. uh, morales and ada and chucky told um mo Bay that if he wants to be down with them he has to kill somebody lo and behold We're thinking at the end of that episode, well, damn, who can he kill? What's going to happen? Who's going to pop up that he can kill? It's going to be somebody random. Lo and behold, a dirty cop who's also a racist and a bully and a murderer and a dick shows up at Oz. Just in time. Just, Just in time. Just in time. Like, this show is... It's almost laughable how... Things just happen in this show. I mean, I talk about in my walk of life how, you know, I don't have to worry about things because things always work out. It's crazy how things always work out for me. It's it's uh, it, to dovetail into another thing, another movie that I know we've all seen. I, sometimes I feel like Domino from Deadpool Part 2 things just work out. I don't do anything to make them work out. It just falls into that direction where it always land on my feet. Um, this show always fucking lands on his feet because uh, Detective Bruno Gorgon was convicted on March 15, 2000 of illegal possession and sale of firearms and murder in the first degree. He was sentenced to 36 years and he was up for parole in 18. Literally no backstory. This is like the first thing that happens in the show. Is they introduce this motherfucker. The very first thing. Like, no. Augustus does his little monologue, monologuing. And then after that, they show Bruno. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Also, immediately, Bruno recognizes Mo Bay. Go figure. Which means also, 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 this, we were talking about this a couple weeks ago. The world of Oz is not nearly as big as we think it is.
2: Not at all.
0: Like everybody recognizes everybody from the corner. I know that nigga, and that shows up later on in this episode. But Bruno definitely recognizes Mo Bay because they used to work together. And so Bruno tells Mo Bay, "You know what? I'm gonna expose who you are to all these motherfuckers unless you protect me." you can't tell anybody that I'm an undercover cop or you can't tell anybody that I used to be a cop because I'm in witness protection. I got my name changed and whoop bam and all this kind of stuff. Um, and from the very moment that he said that, that he knew Mo Bay, I was like, this is a dude that's going to get murdered. This is a dude that Mo Bay is going to murder. They made him into a prime candidate.
2: You know, I was suckered. I really thought that...
0: He was going to kill uh, Augustus? Yes.
2: I think the first Because time- he looked first- at Augustus? The first time I really thought that he was gonna kill Augustus, um, and then and then like this dude after the after the 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 fight or whatever,
0: I was like, yeah, it's him. You got to keep in mind one very important thing when it comes to Augustus. Augustus is the voice of the the audience in this show. Therefore, he can't die. Oh About- shit! Shut up. <laughs> Damn it.
2: Dude, no.
0: I, I, no, I don't, no, don't, I don't even know
2: don't. When, I don't know when. I
0: don't know when. Oh God. Now I'm hurt all over again. But
1: my assumption is everybody fucking dies in this shithole.
0: Everybody dies in this motherfucking album. The next thing that happens is that How is meet- the
1: warden even possibly eligible to run for office? When it seemed when his it, is always in the news for a nigga dying. Always. It seems like every week
2: some either in the news for somebody dying, but then again we do you know with the with the whole time shit of this show, we don't know how stretched out these things really are it it's at least all right we know that it's been three years, yeah, but and since then we like, started and then but and then like the 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 death seems to happen in bunches, so it's just like a lot of noise and then nothing for a while <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: yeah, i guess, yeah, I guess that's true it's like it's like. We think that this is like rain in Portland, when really it's like rain in Texas. It's not as often as it seems. It just comes in like a bunch, like a good week-long span of just torrential rain, and then y'all have 100-degree days all over again and forget about the rains. Yep. So um, at this point in time, we also meet Mondo, who, in my opinion, is best known uh, as being the nigga who got a pool stick rammed up his rectum in the movie Into Deep? Uh, that title is still a double entendre for your ass. <laughs> but he was the one who was trying to fuck God's uh, God's girl in uh, Into Deep, and so he got bent over the pool table. Y'all don't remember him? Anyways, he's,
2: talking, talking, about.
0: he's just... talking with a random dude in, um, in, in the gym because everything happens in the gym. But something that happened in the gym that we didn't see before, they have a treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> a treadmill. I, I'm just wondering who's going to get murdered on the treadmill. Like get their face shoved into the treadmill. The treadmill gets turned up to high speed and then you know, somebody's face gets burned off.
1: This is worse than the villain of the week in like superhero
0: shows. Buffy. At least
1: the, at least on the Flash, the superhero makes it to the end of the episode. The villain makes it to the end of the episode before they get locked up.
0: Eight minutes. So, um, Bruno is in the gym with no cameras and he hasn't talked to anybody yet. So nobody really knows he's a, 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 a jerk. But for some reason, Mondo just has a feeling about this motherfucker.
4: You know what I hate? Anything? What's that, Mondo? It's white trash trying to be dogs. I feel you. I hate that too. How about you, pussy? How you feel about that, huh? What I hate jive ass niggas. Why would he say
2: that? I don't know. (laughs) uh, Like, because he thought he thought he was going to
0: be protected, but There's
2: why
1: reservation not important to this man?
0: No, you're way. the only white dude in there. You really thought Mobe was going to jump up and jump bad with a, against a bunch of black folks to stand up and, for a white dude?
2: And that's what the fuck he said after after the fact,
0: right? Like, what kind of why why would me maintaining my role here? You're the only white dude in here. You immediately said, and the way he said it, jive ass niggas.
2: Yeah, like why would why why would you say that that way? But okay, ah, jive ass
0: niggas. Uh, what? Oh, there's another um, another movie I saw where somebody said something like that, and I laugh for that. Also, why was he saying jive in the year two
1: thousand? I feel like jive is a term in the seventies.
0: Also, also. Why are Mondo and his boy having this conversation next to this white dude? Like, are they trying to? What did he? What did Bruno show that made them think that he was a white dude trying to act like a thug? Also, we never see this backstory. We never see what they saw that made them want to walk up to him and ask this question.
1: Also, I don't want to jump ahead, but are those the two? Are those the two people who beat him up? Are they the same two? We're Cyril? Cyril? Yeah. So these two random people who i have never seen on the show before All of a just have happened
0: places. just yeah.
1: happen to show up this episode and and have and start off two plot
0: points. But you have that's how Oz works now. Mm, I didn't like it. Me neither. What I hate, jive ass niggas. Oh.
1: <laughs> 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 I can imagine uh, being a white actor and it being fun to being interested. No, I want fun is the wrong word, but I can see some uh wanting to play a racist sometimes. Your eyes
0: lighten up at the chance to say nigger.
1: Yes, and not be mad
0: at it. It's like in
1: school. It's like in school when you're reading a book that has nigger in it. Like nobody's gonna get mad if you read a book and the passage has nigger in it because you're you know, the, the best book.
0: way to put it the best way to put it is uh I think it was it wasn't Bruce Bruce. It was the other uh dude uh, who was in Breaking Bad, who was talking about how his mom told him. Um, to tell L- his
2: Lavelle, Lavelle, Lavelle Crawford
0: told his his mom told him, when you get to school, I want you to tell the teacher this. And she put one curse word into it. And he was in like third grade. And he went out and went up there and was like, my mom said, let me tell you something, bitch. <laughs> and just went all the way off on it. That's how I, I think a white person feels when they get a chance to say, nigger in a, which is why Quentin Tarantino said, whenever he can.
2: Didn't, didn't Kevin Hart have a very similar joke?
0: Probably, but one but I do one like the other one's Kevin Hart.
2: I do think also
1: think that like white people, I think if I'm a, let's say I'm like a not like a not a racist white person,
0: like I'm not one of those, you're people. not a you're not somebody who would call people a jive ass, and yeah, and in real
1: reality. life, in real life. I do think it'd be kind of cool to play a horrible person, and like everybody hates them for it. But the problem is, is then you become like my man um, from Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, Chris Pratt? No, not Chris Pratt. No, it he's really he's be. oh oh the nigga person. who
0: was in uh, The Walking Dead, the one with the whistle stick. Yeah,
1: who plays Yondu? Yeah where everybody just assumes you are a racist.
0: Oh, he's a good-ass man, too. He's a good dude. <laughs> yeah, he's a good dude. Uh, but
1: everybody assumes you're a racist <laughs> you see because him on the you play racist so good. He does it
0: well. We yeah. gonna kill that. Yeah, it's
2: it's the same dog. thing. Same thing. I'm seeing interviews with, the, with, with, with Schillinger. That oh, dude, man. he seems like a really fucking good dude in it real just, life. It just
0: and so he, happens that his first role was playing a racist, and after that, he plays the nicest people in the world. Well, it, 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 nice. no, he
2: plays. He plays. He plays a few jerks. Uh, <laughs> no, but I mean, he's, he's a,
0: not playing a, a, a Aryan an skinhead. <laughs> yeah,
2: but he's still a, a jerk, and he also play Omni Man.
0: Well, so. no, I mean, I mean, honestly, <laughs> Omni Man yeah. is kind of a he is kind of a supremacist. But but look, look, here's the <laughs> thing about Omni Man. Omni Man's not from Earth. That's why I'm not mad at Omni Man. Omni Man's like I had a job when I got here. Yeah. You might not like my job, but my job was given to me from the other planet. And when I landed here, I still had that job. It might have taken me a while to become that person, but I've always had that job. Just because you see me being nice, I didn't forget about my job. I can I can respect that. Like, my job is to fucking get this place ready to be conquered. Okay, cool. Uh, I know why you didn't tell me that. It's the same as splinter cells or sleeper cells. He was a sleeper cell. I can't be mad about it. Yeah, he is. But when everybody else, like, how dare you kill humans? I've always looked down upon them. Just couldn't tell you. <laughs> my wife is my fucking pet. Just couldn't tell you. Um, but here's one thing I will say about uh Jay Jonah or 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 Vern or whatever his real name is. I always forget what it is. JK Simmons. Watch him in Juno. Juno's a really fucking good movie. It does have Elliot Page in it before he transitioned. Um and it has Michael Sarah in it and it do, has Jake. Do K. they Simmons. have
2: to Do they have to go back and change these movies now? No. Like are they, are they no. going to go back?
0: No, no they don't. Don't do that. No. no, I'm just
2: saying like it's because is, they're not doing
0: it's not disrespectful. It's not like they're popping up and saying, "Here's Elliot when he was ooh dead name and all that kind of stuff." No, it's not like that. They just have movies and 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 Elliot was in a place at that point in time when he played that role. It's, it's it is what it is. That's all. Word. Now, if he says, you know what, I don't like this movie anymore and I don't want this movie to be shown, then people have already bought it. It's too late, it's out there. But he will make his feelings known about it, but he hasn't said anything about that or or the Umbrella Academy or anything like that. And the Umbrella Academy actually said that they're gonna go ahead and just have Elliot play the role that he was already playing. They're just going to make it different. Okay. So that's cool. I'm excited to see how that works out. But... Uh,
2: What I hate... (laughs) you know what yo is it me or did he put a little bit of sticky fingers on that he did right
0: he put a little bit of sticky fingers on that right like the thing is about this and this is like the best thing i've heard since fuck you dad this is he practiced this he he didn't he didn't say it with the er that's why i'm not mad about that's why i'm laughing he said it with the a like jive-ass niggas. <laughs> it's just like, fun. And then he gets mollywhopped and he's like, why didn't you help me? <laughs> I never saw this coming! The revolution is coming! Um, but yeah. Brandon, you got anything else?
1: No. You you summed
0: that one up. <laughs> okay, cool. So then he sees uh, Mo Bay in the shower and Moe like, he's like, why the fuck didn't you protect me? And he's like, because you're a goddamn racist. And Mo And... Bruno's like, well, um, you know what?
4: How the fuck is this you watching my back?
3: i got a seal there as soon as I
4: could. You should have pulled those apes off me. Apes.
2: Yeah. Niggas. Yeah. I jump in and save you. Fucking white redneck asshole! I might as well pack up and leave Oz.
3: Well, then maybe you better start packing because anything like this fucking happens again, everyone's gonna know who you are, and you're a dead man, Johnny.
0: They're definitely setting him up on a platter to get killed. Like I don't know how you would have thought it would have been Augustus.
2: No, I I think originally I I, I felt like oh shit, Augustus is gonna die, and, so, and, and then and then and then like after after that scene, I was like oh
0: okay. But but bro, bro, look at how this all plays out. Bruno comes in, Bruno gets beat up, jive ass niggas, Bruno gets beat up. Bruno comes and threatens him twice. Then right after Bruno threatens uh, Mobe, Mobe walks into Chucky who reminds him, you need to kill somebody. This is literally at this point in time watching Oz, you should already know where this is leading to. As soon as this motherfucker shows up on the screen. We know that if they show you and they tell what your time is and your whatever, you're either going to be here for a long time or you going to be here for a good time <laughs> there's no in between <laughs> like so um yeah after after adam says it has looked like an accident yes he did stare at augustus like augustus might be the victim but yeah whatever nobody should have fallen for that shit um uh-huh. And Mo Bay actually goes to Augustus and asks him straight up, "Yo, can you help me kill this motherfucker?" And and Augustus, to his credit, tells him to fuck right the fuck on off. Augustus is getting good about telling Mo Bay to fuck right the fuck on off.
1: Mobay is stupid because Mobay thinks everybody in Oz is stupid, mm-hmm. but the people in Oz may be stupid in some ways, but they're not stupid in this criminal life. Some exactly they are. And so one you. You seem like you don't like you're new to this hot getting high thing, even though you claim not to be to get a high thing. They tell you to kill someone and the person that you kill just happens to be the police officer that comes in mm-hmm. and he's dead. Here's the thing. When Scar was right. I don't know how long he was in Oz. It could have been a month. It could have been a week. Each of those things could have been a different week. But like it he seemed still had like the bruises it on day. his face,
0: exactly. He still had them same ass bruises from when he got beat up. This seemed like, like a two-day one period. day.
1: Now, can you imagine the news story of a police officer, disgraced or not, going to prison and within eight hours, dead?
0: No, not just dead, falling down a fucking elevator shaft that nobody even knew existed. And that somebody would believe that's an accident.
2: A, an elevator shaft that obviously prisoners have access to.
0: But uh, how did Augustus get up there? Because what ends up happening is that Mobe goes back to Bruno and he's like, Bruno, Augustus knows you're a cop. Bruno wisely says, How the fuck did he find out? There's only two of us who know. And Mobe's like, Oh. But he said, If you don't meet him by the elevator shaft, he's going to tell. And so we need to take care of him. And Bruno's like, yeah, that's the idea. That's the move. So they go to this elevator. Yeah, that's the ticket. Yeah, buddy. So they go to this elevator shaft and they're standing there and they're waiting for Augustus. And I'm thinking they're waiting for Augustus to come up the fucking elevator shaft. But nope, Augustus comes around the corner. So how the fuck did he get up there? Did he take the stairs?
2: so no, maybe maybe the elevator shaft is to get to another floor not that floor
0: what the fuck is this woolly wonka's chocolate factory like where does this elevator shaft well, lead that to floor
1: was pretty high up right for you to die like if it was just one floor you might hurt you might break some bones but you're not splat dead like that dude was like oh
0: that was like four stories up. Man,
2: that's pro- that's probably how you get down to the morgue and shit
0: how did August- augustus was in the morgue how'd he get up the stairs I don't know. They were watching yeah. the elevator shaft. How that nigga get up the stairs? I'm, Nobody if- was gonna help him. He couldn't because Mobay told him, told him, "Hey, meet me at the elevator shaft here." He shows up at the elevator shaft, not knowing what's going on, just knowing that Mobay asked him the day before to kill Bruno, and all of a sudden he's showing up with no issues when you just told him to fuck all the fuck the way off, and then. Bruno almost pushes him into the elevator shaft. Augustus grabs the the handle and holds on. Mo Bay comes over and says, let me do it. And so he acts like he's trying to get uh, Augustus' hand off the railing so he could throw him down the shaft or wheel him down the shaft. I don't really know. Anyways, while he's doing this, Bruno decides to fucking rest like Roman Reigns in a WrestleMania triple threat match. And that's when Mobae shoves him down the elevator shaft and turns to Augustus and says, you should have let me tell you the whole plan. Eight minutes. Dead. R R P. Grand opening, grand closing.
2: Yeah, they ain't even try try to break it up into different. You know why it's lazy? It's because
1: they didn't want to kill off any of their main characters,
0: so they made one up. And so
1: they made one
0: up. But the thing, also, the way that they made him up—that intro thing where they were showing his crime and everything—it made no sense. But if
1: you knew you were going to do this, you should have brought him on in the first episode and had him confront Lance Reddick's character, Mm -hmm. and then you should have had it. Build oh, up to least. the point where he was about to snitch and then this and then Lance is like, fuck, I got to do, I got to get rid of this. Mobe was like, I got to get rid of this dude. And then he kills him. It would have
0: felt more. It would have hit more. There's At the very no- least,
2: bring him in on the previous episode.
0: Yeah, there's no urgency to what or there's an urgency to what they're doing. But when there's an urgency, there's no real emotion to it. Like you're just bringing in all these people, and I feel nothing for any of. Them. If I see somebody, if I see somebody's monologue or somebody's how they got there pop up, I'm just waiting. Like I'm, I'm, I'm just waiting. There's no other way about it. I'm no longer impressed by these things. I'm no longer when they first did it. I was like, let me start taking down the you know prisoner number this, this, and this. And oh yeah, this is dope. Now it's just introducing who's gonna die next. Pretty much um yeah so the next thing that happens after that is that leo's wife who we've never seen before so obviously she's either gonna die or she's there to divorce him uh leo's wife shows up to see him while he's getting ready to do a commercial
2: oh did you know who that the commercial director
0: was i saw i was like he looks familiar that's jonathan demi okay
2: He did. Married to the Mob, Philadelphia, Mm -hmm. Beloved, The Manchurian Candidate, Silence of the Lambs.
0: Fried shrimp, grilled shrimp, *Barbecue shrimp. That's all the shrimp I know.
2: He directed all of those movies. They
1: brought brought his wife on there because they wanted to set up him having to make this moral choice Mm -hmm. of exploiting his daughter to become uh, his daughter's rape to become lieutenant, lieutenant governor. So they had to bring her on there. It's like, you know, you got a wife. Like, to show the fans, the show the watchers of the show, uh, the viewers, you know he has a wife, and this is going to be a hard choice for him.
0: But it really wasn't. And no. the look she gave him, so he's talking with uh, Devlin, and Devlin tells him straight out, look, you talking about your daughter's rape, you talking, because his wife comes in and says, look, the Tribune, so now we gotta figure out which Tribune. Chicago? Where's our other Tribune's at in the Northeast? Like, let's find this out. But the Tribune came out and they have questions about Mark's uh, going, Mark going to jail. And they wanted to know if you wanted to comment. And Devlin's like, yo,
3: this isn't such a terrible fucking thing.
4: Hey. Oh
3: no. I anticipated that some dedicated journalist would eventually dig up the dirt as a way to use this to our advantage. How? Oh. Your brother committed murder, yes, but you got him to turn himself in. Three months after the fact. The press doesn't have to know when you knew. I'm starting to feel like Ronald fucking Reagan. They also leaked the news that your daughter was raped. The public will love the fact that you know all sides of crime. I'm not going to exploit Ardith's rape just to get elected. People don't vote for candidates because of what they believe or their position statements or any of that shit. They elect a father, a husband, a good old guy they can chug a beer with, someone who understands pain because he suffered too. you suffered, Leo. All I'm saying is, let him weep for you. I said no. That's no. My advice is, Get your hat out of the ring. I need a lieutenant governor who's got balls. Open
4: the goddamn gate.
2: And that's all he had to say I for just, you to for you to think about, about turning on your child, bruh.
0: Also, something that didn't strike me until I just watched that again just now. They want to elect somebody who has suffered. Somebody who will weep let them weep for you and all that kind of stuff. You know who doesn't have a a dog in this fight? The governor. You know who doesn't have to say anything about his family? The governor. You know who doesn't have to talk about rape or anything like that? The governor. Know who's directly benefiting from all of this? The governor. And they keep dangling this in front of Leo while they still have not even officially said that he's their lieutenant governor.
1: Well, he's up there on the stage with him so that's kind of the thing. But here's the thing. He's not wrong like politically. Mm-hmm. That's the thing with, that's the thing about politics that I think a lot of people don't understand or they don't want to understand or they think it can be differently, but it in the way our world is currently constructed, it can't. Like <laughs> you got to play that game sometimes <laughs> like and so you have to make the decision on In and, and in this case you know i've always said leo's trash so it's, it's different but like if you are a person who wants to make a difference in politics and think you can make a difference in politics you have to play this game in order to get in that position and so you have to make that moral choice on not necessarily this particular thing but there's always going to come a time where you're going to have to make a moral choice on something to, and you have to decide if it's better for the greater good. Like I'm going to have to piss this person off. I'm going to have to piss this group off in order to get X so that I can achieve Y and Z. And Glenn, you know, he's terrible. So it doesn't really apply in this situation, but it still applies in his own mind. Let us like, I really want this position if I don't do this, right, if I don't do this, then I may not get elected. And then all this was for nothing. And then the governor's probably going to blame me and then fire me as the as warden. So mm-hmm. I better do what he says, because we've already established that Glenn doesn't have a backbone. He doesn't think he can do anything else. I said this in like the first or second episode of the podcast. Glenn should be accomplished enough that he could go be a warden in many, many other prisons in the country. If he wanted to or do something else, run a security firm, like do any number of things that pays well to the point that he doesn't have to take this bullshit from Devlin, but he continues to take this bullshit to Devlin because as we find out, he's a black conservative. So he probably agrees with a good portion of this shit
0: Mm-hmm. to think at the beginning of this, I thought that he was better than McManus.
1: Well, McManus was on some bullshit this episode. Right? Well,
0: yeah, no, I'm just saying. Like he no, is I still I, still, I still, still
2: think he's I, I'm still putting him above McManus. I don't I don't. There's something about McManus I still don't trust. Yeah, he's
0: white. You're a racist. You gotta Damn stop I'm saying like that. people are a racist just because they don't like McManus.
1: If you like Glenn over McManus, given what we've seen on this show, what am I supposed to come to the conclusion of?
2: I don't trust McManus, bro.
1: But you trust Glenn. I
2: don't trust, I don't trust emotional niggas. Like, I don't, I don't trust, I don't trust emotional. Niggas. I don't I don't trust emotional what niggas. Just, like. what you oh, saying? you mean you mean like
1: the guy who took the only Latinx person in his prison that he had in his vicinity, made him stand up in his office for 16 hours and then choked him to death? That motherfucker knew who
2: raped my daughter. Of course. He didn't like rape okay. your daughter. He knew he knew who it was. He taunted me with it and kept it from me. I didn't. Why know did what he else taunt him
1: do. with it? I didn't know what else. No, to no, do. no. That came after. He made him do that first, and then he did that, and then then he said, "I know who your daughter is." That was that's why he taunted him with it because of how he treated him.
2: Because mm-hmm. he was being racist in that moment. Emotional, he knew, right? He knew it was a Hispanic that actually did it, so he wanted to torture a Hispanic. Yes, that was before under. he knew that Alvarez. Knew. Uh-huh. So, all right, my man was emotional in the moment, but for the most part, he makes most of his decisions clear-headed. Yes, he kowtows to the to the governor, but I mean, he he like he ain't like fucked up enough to start singing camptown. That camptown. He's not going to start singing <laughs> The Camp Town so, Lady the Actions are much worse than this fucking song I can tell you that No, that, that, I don't know if, About how I I can't name That many things worse That the warden did Than The Camp Town
1: Lady Alright, we're not going to get in this Because I can name 25 <laughs> things That the warden did worse I can name 10 this episode including, we'll get to it, letting Presty go right back goddamn to his fucking job.
0: Yeah,
2: I don't understand that at all.
0: I mean, either. <laughs> I can't
2: And ain't nobody saying nothing about it. They said something to him. It was like, yo, look, how the fuck you go back? He was like, man, I'm back, nigga. Like,
0: <laughs> man, because that I told him that bitch was lying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at this point in time, honestly, <laughs> I'm just saying, at this juncture, Leo should be believing women when they say that they were assaulted like you've had three women in your life one family one employee and one inmate who were all assaulted
1: even more than that when has a CEO not
0: lied to him on this show and I mean what does what does have to gain by doing this what does what does Shirley have to gain by doing this
1: She's about to, die. She's she's about about to die. die.
0: And you're like, nah, she's lying. I convinced him that that she was lying. Nah, come on, man. You feel about that, huh? What I hate is jive-ass niggas. Oh. That's Leo. Leo's a jive-ass nigga. <laughs> That's what it really is. Leo talks like he cares about people, but he don't care about nobody but himself and him moving forward as lieutenant governor. That's his new bone. Because the way that he talked when he was talking about artists getting raped or getting sexually assaulted, excuse me, and the way his wife looked at him told you that he did not discuss that with her at all. Right. She did not know this was coming at all, and that blew her top back, and that was heartbreaking (laughs) to me.
2: I'd still rather have a (laughs) jive-ass niggas um, than a bleeding-heart liberal with blinders.
0: No. He's taking the blinders off, though, because after the lockdown happens in unit B, uh, he gets a call from Diane and he's like, Diane, why the fuck are you calling me? Exactly. But at the same time, he's also still very emotional and, and did something stupid. So both of them have moments in this because right after he talks to Diane and Diane is pussyfooting around the phone. Hi, how you doing? Did you get my letter? Like, why the fuck are you? He was writing. Why are you? Why are you? Didn't you just get married? Why are you contacting me?
2: And then, like, why are you calling me? I mean when you you couldn't call me originally to let me know this shit you had you sister Pete Marie call me the
0: first time and now
2: you calling me after the fact fuck you
0: but after he tells her you know what I got to go cuz this whole conversation is some fucking bullshit um he talks to Murphy and he tells Murphy that he's mad at him for accepting his job even temporarily because he felt like Murphy should have quit you know, when this is that mentality. For camptown town ladies. What the fuck? I wanted to ask all about that. What's the links of friendship? This I is, I've heard this before. for doing that shit.
1: I've heard this before. Like, I've, I've heard this before in, in people's mindsets. And you know what? It's, it's valid if it's like a fucked up reason. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, if, if me and Rashani worked at the same place, and somebody was racist towards him, like racist as fuck, and fired him because he was black or some racist shit. Yeah, if, if I'm as close to a friend as I'm supposed to be, hey man, I can't be like, eh, sometimes you gotta deal with the racist shit. Like, it's, like, sometimes it's like, hey man, what are you doing? Like, at least be like, at least be like, I'll take this, at least be like, I, I'm staying, I'm looking for another job as soon as I get when I'm
0: going. It, or, or, or you know I'll it. stage a walkout for you. I'm not quitting my fucking job for you.
2: Man. I'm not quitting my job because of the Camp Town lady. Like, I'm not doing that. And but mm-hmm. McManus lost his shit mm-hmm. and quit.
1: Mm hmm. He, well, essentially quit. I mean, he got let go, but essentially he quit because, you know, he was going through, and to be fair to him, he was going through a real fucked up time. Um, But he essentially quit. Dude, are. <laughs>
0: But, I mean, I think that it's fucked up for him to expect that his friend would leave just because you got fired, because you had a breakdown and you couldn't hold your shit. A story. When I first started working for where I worked at initially, when I got a job with where I am now, but another place within where I am, which is the state of California. There was a guy who I became fast friends with. Really cool dude. I liked him. He liked me. You know, whatever and we worked our job was picking up packages and delivering them to the people above us who needed them to process okay no problem one day this guy gets told to do something or gets told off by a manager or an upper level and he didn't like that so this guy Goes into the back where we have these boxes because we get the the files and the information. We put them in the boxes. We send them off, or we get the file. We take them up to the front. He gets a whole bunch of boxes and stacks them up on top of one another. He writes the manager who just got who just got on him. He writes the manager's name on the boxes. He takes his box cutter, which we each have one because we're opening boxes. He takes his box cutter and he starts stabbing the box while screaming out the manager's name. Obviously, this fucker got fired. Of course. Two weeks later, he sees me and he asks me how everything's going. And I'm like, it's cool. You know, my baby was just born. Everything's going good. I'm still working. Oh, you still working? Oh, you still there? Did you just hear me say that my baby was just born? This is my fourth. And I didn't stab no boxes. I didn't even know you that long like that. Right. I'm not risking myself for you. I got a family. I got stuff to take care of. And you help. Close your eyes. Let's do a Let's do a time to kill moment. Close your eyes and tell me you would have done the same thing for me. If the shoe was on the other foot, would you have walked out? And I know without a shadow of a doubt, McManus wouldn't have any more than my ex-coworker would have. So yep. both of them are wrong for doing that shit.
2: Yep.
0: You could talk all heavenly about how you be a real friend and how you do this shit for somebody. But when the like Kendrick said, when shit hits the fan, are you still a fan? Same way people, I know this is going off on a little bit of a tangent, but the same way people in Baltimore were talking about burning down fucking Ferguson. But then when the riots jumped off in Baltimore, they were talking about protecting the fucking CVS. Right. When shit hits the fan, are you still a fan? So fuck McManus for that, for putting Murphy in that situation. And Murphy was like, yo, dude, I didn't even want the job. What do you want from me? How, how why, why are you going off on me like this? McManus didn't apologize, none of that shit. And he's like, I'm, I'm getting paranoid. I'm getting paranoid, that's what's happening. And then he goes and he stares at the entrance to the hall of Emerald City and shit. I just want my job back. That's all, I just want my job back. Like, okay, Tim, you you out of pocket for that shit. Return to Oswald, we'll be back after this brief break. Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasts with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you can get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-O-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add our podcast in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. And so the next thing that happens is Devil's Pie starts playing by (laughs) D'Angelo. As they start getting the drug game all put together out there in Nebraska, Sincere tells us, yeah, we got it set up in Nebraska. we were looking real nice, you know, because my homeboy, whose wife was a cop, was able to help us out. But here's some fuckery that happened, and here's some shit that should never happen. I want y'all to listen to me. Um, I, I grew up in an abusive household. I would never condone abuse. I would never condone any of that shit. I don't find it funny. I don't find it humorous. I think it's fucking... De- deplorable, but what we ain't gonna do on my house is play you sneak up behind me while I'm bagging up dope and put a gun <laughs> to the back of my goddamn neck. <laughs> yeah, she was wilding. Yes, I'm not gonna be able to giggle that one off with you. Not at all. Sit your sexy ass down. <laughs> my girl y'all walking up on us with a cop uniform on and a gun sticking a gun in the back of why you shoot my wife I mean she she fucked around and found out (laughs) ahoy motherfuckers join Brandon and I every Sunday as we look back on movies that we used to love and figure out why we probably hate them now we're available everywhere so do what you have to do to play
2: Have you ever uh, heard of the Nuzzle House podcast? Nah, probably not. Which is why I've decided to stand here, in the middle of this cow pasture, holding this creepy music box, because they were the uh, only sound effects I could find on the internet, to tell you about it. Let me, a divorced man recording in my basement, read you tales you were uh, never going to read yourself anyway. Join the one-man book club and steal my opinion so you too can sound like you have a unique opinion on literature. You can find my podcast at NuzzleHouse.com or look for Nuzzlehouse on your podcast app of choice. Ah, beautiful, aren't they?
0: Me harder, me harder, Daddy. Me like the I am. Put it, Daddy. I don't even care. I don't care who sees me. Them can't with me. They can't see a like yours. Me, Daddy. Me, Dad. Oh, hello. I'm Derek, and I'm the host of Ratchet Book Club. We read hood classics and good classics, and that means anything from Old Thought Next Door to The Phantom Tollbooth. We read a few chapters every episode, and then we discuss what we thought of each chapter before we get to the next one. It's pretty enlightening. Sometimes you find out things you never knew, like did you know that somebody's... Ratchet Book Club. We're available on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, and anywhere else you really could think of. good fucking podcast should be at. But then after that, Querns. Who, I love this dude. Hey, And I tried to watch uh, Pootie Tang again because I love that song. That movie is fucking horrible.
2: It is, but I love it.
0: That movie is bad. I won't even put it on a list for hindsight. That movie is just awful. But anyways, Querns talks to Saeed. Kareem Saeed. According to this file, you are one incredible pain in the ass. Well, that
4: is only one interpretation. Another could be that I strive for justice where there is none. What I strive for is peace and quiet. My mandate from Warden Glenn is simple. No violence. I applaud you on your mandate. I abhor violence. That is incredibly sweet of you. I'm thinking of making some changes, and I'm hoping you're not gonna stir up any trouble. Depends what kind of changes. Patience. Patience. We must be as patient with others as we expect Allah to be with us. Now, you don't mind if I quote you, do you? Found this in the bottom of the drawer. McManus must have left it behind. I gave it a quick read. Yeah. Didn't really hold my interest. Too self-righteous.
0: is so. <laughs> on some gangster shit. Yes. But, but... His gangster shit. Well, before we get to this full-on gangster shit, the next thing we do is we meet Kevin Ketchum, aka Supreme Motherfucking Allah. Uh,
2: oh, problematic ass Lord Jamar.
0: Right? AKA, <laughs> white people have no place in hip-hop like the Beastie Boys weren't hip-hop.
2: AKA, Lord Jamar's birthday is the day before mine, so he's a Virgo.
0: And Lord Jamar's a homophobic piece of shit. Yes. All Who of is
2: all. All of the above, he's
0: the uh, one of the members of uh, he's, Brand he Nubian. In,
2: he used to be in Brand Nubian,
0: yeah. yeah, but he's a he's a problematic ass nigga. who just happens to be supreme. Motherfucking Allah. <laughs> he does,
2: he does, he does a lot of stuff with Vlad now, and I think he has his own little, little podcast joint.
0: Mm-hmm. He does, he had one with I thought it was Raw Digger or.
2: If I'm not mistaken, yeah, what so somebody like Rod Digger or something like that is on there with
0: him. And they actually walked off the show because he can't stop being a fucker. A hotep ass nigga. Yeah. Which is why he's perfect to be supreme, motherfucking ally. Convicted March 22nd, 2000, of murder in the second degree. Sentenced to 25 years, upper parole in 10. Look, rules, niggas. Also, white people, if you're listening, thanks. We appreciate it. Leave a review. Um, if you're shooting craps with somebody and they lose, don't fucking laugh.
2: Don't try to rub that shit in their face. Take don't try to,
0: just take, just pick up the dice and, and shoot your turn. But instead, niggas who can't run that fast decide to laugh. It's a pretty motherfucking Allah and caught some shots. I don't know how that was second degree. But
2: uh, it's sec- second degree because it wasn't planned, right?
0: I don't know. I thought that uh, it's premeditated the only thing that becomes murder in the first. Let us know, listeners, anyway. Yes,
2: yeah, premeditated as if it was something that you intended to do.
0: Augustus, of course, knew Supreme Allah back on the corner. Because, again, odds is getting smaller and smaller. Allah is a five percenter, which means he believes that five percent of black men are enlightened with the true understanding of life. That's explained to me faster than the Wu-Tang Clan could have ever done it. All I know from the Wu-Tang Clan itself. That's it. Nothing else. Um, According to Ryan, though, he also believes that the black man is God and that the white man is devil, is the devil, which means that Supreme allows a a new age hotel. That's really it. And And then Ryan sums it up by saying... They're like Muslims except they smoke weed, which I laughed.
2: So is a five percenters a real thing? Yes, yes absolutely. Uh, but most so. most most people who are five percenters, um, almost all of them learned it in jail.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, um, that too. Almost,
2: almost all of them learned it in jail. Um I and I know I know people who have been to jail, started the process, did something else to go back to jail to continue their five percent. Mm hmm. Yeah, I know. I know a few.
0: Yeah, me too. Get that knowledge of self. It's the same way. What's these today's niggas, mathematics, God? These are the niggas that on the West Coast, they walk out of prison talking about how they overstand shit.
2: They, Those are the exact niggas that overstand stuff.
0: Mm hmm. As a black man, you cannot be understood. You overstood. What the fuck? Self. I'm like shut the fuck up! But anyway, um, he find poet finds out that uh, Supreme allies his selly, and poet don't like five percenters at all, at least at first. But Supreme likes poetry, so they might vibe. That's really it. That was the whole intro of Supreme Allah with a poet. I thought that was going to be beef. And then he was like, I like poetry. And no. Poe was like, read this book.
2: No, the beef is with somebody else and it's going to be hilarious.
0: Oh, yeah. So the beef is actually with a reef. Um, No. <laughs> no, I mean to start off so start far. Off, yes. So the next thing that happens is that a reef and Supreme Allah talk. And Arif gets told pretty quickly, you have no power here. I ain't got no problem working with you.
4: You're not hearing what I'm saying. Well, I hear clearly, Arif. Thing is, you don't owe me any more than the devil does. You will obey me. (laughs) You don't want to be touching me, son. This is getting us nowhere. Why don't you all just back off? Supreme law, you call yourself Muslim, but we believe that your way, that is the corruption of the truth. We don't want you poisoning the minds of the young brothers here in Oz. I'm going to speak my mind while I'm here. And whoever listens, listens. Whoever don't, be damned.
0: Areef ain't been able to punk nobody yet.
2: He has no juice. Isn't he got it? no juice at but all. But he
0: has, it's like, he's like the, and, and Brandon, you you played ball. You played basketball. He's like that dude on the court who can only go right and can't even do a crossover.
2: And always wants you to pass him the ball. He always the dude,
0: woo hmm woo. Mm-hmm. woo! And can't understand why he can't score no points it's because you do the same move and it never works. He tried to punk out. Uh, yeah, he, he that dude.
2: That, he that dude that developed the up and under, but can't <laughs> never get there because there's somebody always <laughs> he in can't the, get to the basket. <laughs> somebody always in the way. He punked.
1: Out. He tried to punk out uh, at BC. He ain't mm-hmm. had no time for him. Mm-hmm. The fucking warden didn't give a shit about him.
0: <laughs> Aretha's like you. You respected Hamad. You respected Khan? Why don't they respect? Why don't he want me? Why don't he want me? But, yeah. Instead, Supreme uh leaves out of there. And then we find out because Saeed also leaves out. And Adebisi tells him, yo, I can protect you. Saeed's <laughs> so like, against what? Adebisi's like, you'll see. Surprise is coming. They call everybody out for account, and Quarren just like, "Yo, if you're white and your name ain't O'Reilly, get no, the he, fuck out." No, he
2: got rid, he got rid of all of the bikers. Yes, he did. He got rid of all of the bikers. He didn't get rid of the rest of the white people. He, he didn't rid get
0: rid of, of the old people. people. He got rid of all the bikers and he, the he, and the O'Reillys.
2: Yeah, he he got them clean the fuck out of there,
0: including Hoyt. Hoyt was like, "I didn't even do nothing."
2: I ain't even do nothing.
0: And Quarns is like, "Don't fuck with Quarns." And now he said, "Also, the um, trustees—we don't—we no longer have a council in this motherfucker. Going forward, the trustees are Adabisi, Chucky, and Morales.
1: He picked the drug
0: kings. Yeah, because they're the ones he trusts. The he, one must he must be trusts. getting a cut. No, he said nah. that y'all can do whatever you want as long as there's no violence. I expect y'all to keep the peace. So they're his trustees. Yep. That's really it. that's the whole thing that's all he cares about is peace. He's like me. I don't care what the fuck my kids do downstairs as long as I don't hear it and they don't fight yep.
2: as, uh, <laughs> he said he said he said it already to Saeed I promised the warden no violence that's a, that's the only that's 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 the only promise I made and I'm trying my best to stick to that. I don't want no problems out of you
0: you don't want no problems out of me and so murphy doesn't like the fact that um querns didn't talk with him about this shit and querns like i don't, I don't answer to you i don't i don't answer to you and murphy was like well i thought you would answer to me because he's you know he still has white privilege i thought you would have came to me because i'm your second in command but that makes me the number one number two and i don't have to do that and so murphy's like well get me the fuck out of here and quern's like i'll write up the paperwork now you have it to you by tomorrow Murphy's like, well, do it today. I'm going to go tell Tim that I lost my job for him. <laughs> I'm going to fix this relationship one way or the other. Um, yeah. So then they show Mondo and his boys coming in and a reef is upset that Mondo and his boys are coming into the facility and that a reef didn't get any word about it. So he goes to talk to Adabisi because again, Arif only knows how to go right, play him to his right and make him go left. He tried to go right against Adebisi. Oh
4: yeah. Did you know about this? That you'd be made a trustee? Yeah, yeah, but I was sworn to secrecy. How come I wasn't made a trustee? Ask once. And how come all these new arrivals, none of them is Muslim? Ask once. We had a deal BC. That's true. We did. I have yet. Excuse me, I got business
0: to do. The statement made there was, we had a deal. Yeah, but the deal is done. <laughs> had is past tense. You're saying we had, like you want to say, we have a deal. At a he's like, no, you're right. We had a deal. Move, bitch. Get out the way! Get out the way! I have business to do. So then he goes to Quarren and he's like, Quarren, make me a trustee. And Quarren's like, Man, Get the fuck out of my face! Uh, Lepresti is still working on death row. Um, and he's like, Yo, why didn't you get fired? And he's like, I said that bitch was lying. That's why. Um, also, they're missing Shirley. And Natalie is not much longer for the world. Um, her symptoms are starting to flare up real bad. Um, mm-hmm. And the Miles, not Miles, but uh, yeah, Miles uh, says, yeah, I heard Natalie not let me get any fucking sleep. And Moses is like, man, Miles, why are you always such a fucking dickhead? And uh, Miles says to Moses, fuck you, nigger. And Moses gets mad enough to fucking punch a rock wall full strength.
2: Uh, Center block wall full strength like a dumbass. And, like a dumbass. And, uh what was what was that? Amari Stoudemire?
0: Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we we always talk about Amari Stoudemire, but nobody ever gives credit to that nigga from the Redskins who uh ran into the pulled the, the goalpost and uh knocked himself out. That's for right. Yeah. 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 That was funny. Um, but then while Moses is getting the cat spit on his hand, he tells Dr. Nathan that Natalie hadn't been getting seen by the doctor because I guess the doctor was like, yo, I, I don't fuck with death row. I don't know what the reason was for that. They didn't go into it. Um, the next thing that happens, Patrick Keenan pops up, uh, convicted on March 25th, 2000 of rape. He was sentenced to 12 years, but up for parole in seven. Uh, some, for some reason, Timmy Kirk makes sure to tell Ryan that he's the one who sexually assaulted Dr. Nathan. And Ryan's like, why'd you assault her? And he's like, I don't know. She was there. And now we know he's not going to live long because Ryan's going to kill him, but he makes Ryan. it longer than fucking Bruno. Um, uh, Ryan
1: is setting this nigga up for something bad.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I because- can already tell but before that happens, Mondo's goons trip Cyril, Cyril, and then try and force him to fellate like Mondo because nobody told Mondo that's a really fucking bad idea. Robson could have told him. Who else did he beat up who tried to get him to, who tried to sexually assault him? But Robeson was a head of Mondo's group because nobody in Mondo's group can fight. And so Cyril beats all of them up. Mm-hmm. And for that, he gets strapped down to a gurney with a fucking strap across his mouth.
2: Why Why did he try to get him to do that and just brought, in, the in, middle, the in the middle of, of everything? Just wide the fuck open, like suck my dick right here.
0: To show he's a wild ass boy. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. No, not at all.
2: They didn't try to corner him nowhere out of sight or nothing.
0: They no, were just like right like, here. Right here. We've, right seen a mo- now.
2: We've seen a motherfucker make it to a goddamn elevator shaft in this episode with no one around. And like you just decide to do this wide the fuck open. It makes no
0: sense. Yeah. Yeah. So uh Ryan comes in and he's talking to Adobe and he's like, Yo, why the fuck you let these assholes fuck with my brother? Atabisi's like, yo, apologize. And Mondo really didn't. Like, not at all.
4: What the fuck is going on, Atabisi? Let these assholes fuck with my brother. We had a goddamn deal. That's O'Reilly. Before you blow a blood vessel, I've already spoken to Tiran Brown. Have an eye. Yeah. Brown? Yeah, man. This type of bullshit would not happen
0: Also, we forgot to mention that uh, Supreme Allah is hanging out with Atta BC, which also should piss a reef off. Yes. <laughs> but, um, um, after that, uh, let's see. Querns, uh, we got another situation with Ryan and, and Nikolai where uh, Quarns, for some reason, randomly just wants to talk to Ryan and then after he talks to Ryan, he calls uh, Nikolai in to talk to him and pretty much tells him, yeah. O'Reilly,
4: I got a question for you. Stanislavsky. come in, sit. I've been playing catch up on a lot of what's been happening here. Been reading the file on the death of one Ralph Galeno. Tragic. Drugs, very serious problem. Yeah, except he had no history of drugs. So how does he die of an OD? A mystery. I understand you and Galeno didn't get along.
3: Who says that? Did
4: you ask me a question? Because you don't get to ask me questions. You are my main suspect in Galena's death. You. Virginia, perched like a czarist eagle, we
2: did. I'm ready for this storyline to be over.
0: Me too, especially since it keeps going back to that whole back and forth thing. Except this one's a lot shorter. Where now Nikolai goes to Hoyt and he's like, "Yeah, uh, Ryan told Querns that we that we kill Galeno." So I need you to go kill Ryan. And Hoyt's like, well, my birthday's coming up. (laughs) Right. See, the way my bank account is set up, I can't murder him right now. but maybe later. You know what I'm saying? So uh, then Ryan comes up to Hoyt and he's like, yeah, you know what? He might have said that I told on y'all, but did he tell you about the cell phone? And honestly, I don't know why this whole thing sounds like a bad, not a bad episode. They're all bad episodes, but Trapped in the Closet. Did he tell you about the cell phone, cell phone, cell phone? Now Nikolai walks in crazy as fuck. He goes up to Hoyt. He's about to get stuck because Hoyt doesn't care about Galeno anymore. All he wants is the cell phone you stole from the cell door. And then they start fighting. Because (laughs) Hoyt says, Hoyt says lines like this. Well, Nikolai says, so what happens next? And Hoyt says, I'm thinking you die. You're right. not outsmarting Ryan O'Reilly. And the phone somehow falls and slides all the way across the floor. No, he Ryan. slaps
1: him with his fucking towel in the face It mm-hmm. makes him drop the phone.
2: And, and O'Reilly picks it up. He put it in his sock and kept him moving.
0: Mm-hmm. The he's thing. the
1: smartest person in house. I keep
0: saying that. He's something. He is definitely something. He is not to be fucked with. That's for goddamn sure.
2: Stay scheming.
0: But the next thing that happens after that is that Ribido's still not talking to the mole and Beecher is still not doing well after his son's hand is found in the mail. Uh, But the CO uh, goes to do the count and Beecher is still still laid in his bed, you know, comatose. Because, fuck, your son, his kid got hurt. And good. he tells him to come out right now and uh, Rebido handles business. Oh, is he? Not good.
4: 8K214, 77P326, 98K514, 97B412. Hey, Beacher, get your ass out here. Leave him alone. Beecher, now. You can see he's there. Why does he have to stand in line? Rules, is rules. Fuck you.
3: Whoa. What? <laughs> Fuck your rules. Reap right. it down. I expect Keller to be mouthy, but not you.
4: The man's children have been kidnapped. His son's hand cut off. Beach is obviously in pain. Why torture
0: him more? All right. yeah. Keep going.
3: Nine, six, two, four, five. All
0: right. So. Uh, the mole is noticing that Rebidow has become a different person since he was gone Uh, because now all of a sudden Rebidow is um, isn't scared to die anymore. He wants to learn how to box. So Cyril's going to teach him how to box. A young fellow tried to fuck with him for his pie. And so Rebidow shoves the pie in his face. Um, And then he goes and talks to Morales who, you know, is surfing the internet like a true businessman Um, and asks him to let him kill somebody else. I think it's going to be the mole.
2: It's shaping up to be that. Because the mole doesn't really... Okay, outside of the last breakout attempt, he has absolutely no purpose.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do tend to kill people who don't matter. Mm-hmm. But I don't know why
0: Rebido... is going through it right now. I guess that killing killing what's his face got that blood boiling no what got his blood boiling what got him changed was the mole telling him you would have slowed me down you're not oh, so for this anymore. yep yeah. and so now he's literally having a secondary midlife crisis in prison that makes sense teach me out of box that's the same as buy a new Corvette uh, let me kill people same thing I want to feel alive I want to feel useful so I'm I'm certain he gonna kill them all. And also it's wild that ever since Quern said, no violence, shit's ramped up like this. Um, Beecher's having nightmares about his kids not having any hands. So Keller goes to talk to Father Ray about it. He's like, Sister Pete doesn't talk to Beecher and I think it's my fault. And Sister Pete's like, yeah, it is his fault. <laughs> like, fuck that dude. Like, he's the cause of all this shit and I'm not changing that for nobody. Um, Schillinger calls Hank up and tells him to drop off the next package. The next package is Beecher's son's body. His daughter's still missing. Uh, His dad is in tears, but Beecher's in shock and he can't cry. He said, I have no tears left, which is literally just like, bro. As he's preparing to go to his son's funeral, Beecher asked Keller if Keller has ever loved another man before Toby, and Keller said no, but Beecher said he's lying. Um, he talks about the, the other gay men that were killed and, you know, asked about that. Do, y'all, do you think Keller killed those gay men? I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Mm. Okay, now I think so. Thanks, Scar.
2: Um, no, I'm no, I'm I'm. I am no i am i do not know the answer. I don't remember the answer. But I think that there's there's got to be something to it. There's there's too much smoke for there to be no fire. There's
1: all the smoke. It seems mad circumstantial. You were the got the FBI agent was like you moved to the city and you went to a gay bar and then these two gay people died. Why? Because I'm a criminal. That means I must have did it. True.
0: Very true. She's mad circumstantial. Mm Mm-hmm. To me. So the next thing that uh, happened, and I am going to make sure to play this scene, is Ray tells Schillinger about who found Hank. And if if I'm Ray, I I don't sleep well. I don't sleep at all
3: anymore. Uh, Come in. Sit. Thanks, officer. Smoke. They're bad for you. (laughs) Shirley Bellinger, uh, before she was executed, gave me a little hint as to who impregnated her when she was in Oz. She said, neither rain nor snow, which I believe is part of the old motto of the US Postal Service. Since you deliver the mail to death row, I'm figuring she was telling me that you were the father. Well, you're wrong. I never had sex with Shirley. Not that I didn't want to. Even if you had been right, what's it matter?
0: She's I just want to break in real quick. That's how all of Schillinger's confessions went. <laughs> have you noticed that? Yes. I didn't I didn't um kill him. I wish to God I had. I mean it would have been perfect, but it didn't work out. I didn't it's like OJ
1: like the- making a book. If I did
0: it, this is how I would do it. Exactly. Every single time. I didn't have sex with her. I wish I had. It doesn't matter, though. She's dead. She's dead.
3: I don't know you, Schillinger. I don't know what you're capable of. I know your reputation, of course. But even so, I find it hard to believe that you would cut the hand off a small child. That you would kill a boy who never hurt a soul. I never did anything to beat your kid. I'm going to tell you something now. Beecher is the one who found your son, Hank. I know. You know. Yeah, he did it to fuck with me, the same way he did with Andrew. No. He did it to make up for what happened to Andrew. He did it in the hopes of putting the anger that exists between you behind you. This, I swear to you, on my vow as a priest. If I'm lying to you, may I be damned for all time. Her. Don't let anything happen to Beatrice's daughter. If you have any decency left inside you, if you... if you have a soul, you'll let that girl go free. Mm-hmm.
0: If I was a Catholic, I use that all the time. If I'm lying, may my soul be damned. All I got is I put that on my mama.
1: I mean, that is pretty convincing coming from a priest. Right?
0: <laughs> if a priest said that to me, I'd be like,
1: mm-hmm. he's probably not
0: lying. He ain't lying. Yeah. Soul be damned. Yeah, he he means that. They are pretty serious about their souls not being damned. Exactly. Also, black folks are pretty serious about their mama. So if I say I put that on my mama, that means I did not eat the last Cheetos out your bag.
3: <laughs> the problem with like black folks mama.
0: putting things on their mama, we put things on our mama about some dumb shit. I swear to God, I didn't renege. I put that on my mama. I didn't eat the last Frito. Yeah. It's gross. And, and
2: so as soon as it gets to on everything I love,
0: Run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's when it's time to go home.
2: Get the fuck out. If
0: you don't want to die, <laughs> get the fuck out. On everything I love. No, here's the combination phrase when you know you've reached a danger zone. Hm. Yeah, everybody else laughing. You'd sit there like, mm hmm. Mm-hmm. On everything I love, say one more motherfucking thing if they close their eyes and they start shaking their head while they say it, on oh my motherfucking soul, on oh my mama, I swear to God, nigga, you know what? You know what? On everything I love, yo, say one more thing. Get the fuck
4: up. This nigga's
0: sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But, it, but, he, you know what? It worked. Yeah, it always I, I mean Beecher went and he um he went to the Stephen King lookalike and was like, yo, tell Beecher that Keller killed his children. But I mean, other than that, Beecher was like
1: <laughs>
0: I'ma kill Keller and they they battled. But other than that, Schillinger was like, you know what, let his let his daughter go. The last package. Let it be free and clear. Without blood. Cause he has a soul. But now also, you know, we, we know that you're guilty.
2: Yeah. And it's like it's if 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 that little girl can ID you, it's a rap. <laughs> Welcome to Oz, nigga. Like, <laughs> like it's it's kind of a foregone conclusion at this ID
1: one. is her son. Mm-hmm. Hank, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. If, yeah. I, did I say that backwards? If if the daughter can ID Hank,
4: mm-hmm.
2: then you're welcome to yeah. yeah. And
0: that's going to be all Schillinger's fault. Yep,
2: yeah. coming to an episode of New Year.
0: But in the point of this was my question. Schillinger telling Hank to drop Beecher's daughter off to her grandparents' home. Who's worse now, him or Ryan? Him, him. He he killed the other son. He killed he killed a child. I just wanted to make sure we're still on the same and, page.
2: And and like, why why would Ryan be equal to that?
0: I just wanted to make sure we were still on the same page. Because Ryan because killed we, the husband.
2: Ryan killed the husband, and then like the other thing that we think that Ryan did, apparently he didn't do. Yeah,
0: he didn't, yeah, do, he it didn't do. it. Yeah, we found that out.
2: They had nothing to do with it.
1: And it's probably going to avenge it.
0: Oh, shit. I am so sorry. I forgot to mention. um, Way back at the beginning, Mobe, his partner comes to uh, Oz to visit him again, even though he said, don't visit me anymore. And she's like, well, you haven't been emailing me. So I got, you know, I got worried when you do email me, shit don't make no sense. And She looks in the eye for like two seconds. Call the fucking warden. Right. She looks him in the eye for like two seconds. She's like, are you on that dope? And then Augustus just happens to walk in again and sit. Why right is he
1: them. so hell bit on busting a drug ring inside a prison that he's willing to kill someone and get high or get addicted to heroin? No,
0: This no can't mind. be that important. At the point where he's like, "Yo, somebody told me I gotta kill somebody." I'm like, "I need to get out."
2: Undercover, undercover officers are kind of like junkies in the first place. They need this rush, and so, like, yeah, like I think I think he need for some reason he needs this, and it's gonna it's gonna lead him to some fuck shit. Because I mean, can't nothing get better from this, especially when, especially Absolutely when Augustus, Augustus saw her ass again and and the the whatcha call happened um, in this episode, right? What? Where he talks in his sleep.
0: No. no, that doesn't happen it, in this episode.
2: It doesn't happen in this episode where no. where Augustus tells him to shut up or something like that and he repeats it without his accent.
0: No, this is the one where he, where Augustus, he says, Augustus, are you awake, man? And Augustus is like, no, I'm sleeping. See, that's me snoring. That's, that's the extent. Next episode is probably when that shit happens. Thanks, Carl.
2: No, I think, I thought that shit happened in this episode. I'm, I'm tripping. You're tripping. I swear that happened in this episode. Okay, fine.
0: Now I got to go back and edit all that out.
2: I mean, it's a it's, it's a very small thing. Damn, I thought it happened in this
0: episode.
1: <laughs> it's okay. It happens.
0: I like and how I- y'all keep talking, so I can't mark when the fuck this shit happens, so I can clear it out. You can tell us to be quiet. Be quiet. Right. Nigga, stop! So, who's the MVP of this episode, Brandon?
1: Um, probably BC. He getting everything <laughs> he wants. Yep, one
2: hundred percent. It's Adebisi. for I this episode. Worms. Well, I mean, Adebisi seems to. Have it, have, have it good with Querns, and that's why he's getting everything that he wants.
0: But Querns so, is getting everything he wants from Adebisi getting everything that he wants.
2: So are they co-MVPs?
0: I think so. I had Querns because Querns not only got all of the – everybody he wanted to get moved out was white, which you, you got to know how that made me laugh. Is that racism? I feel like that was racism. Him like, yo, the problem is all of these white folks are prone to violence. <laughs> so they right. got to get the fuck out.
2: Yeah, you want... I mean, that's one way to solve the race problem.
0: Take one race out.
2: Yep. Get rid of them all.
0: Either through the front door or by the elevator shaft. Feel you? I hate that too. How about you, pussy? How you feel about that, huh? What I hate... Jive ass
1: niggas. Oh. <laughs> That's what he
0: eats. Uh, I hate al dente pasta. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, both of them definitely co MVPs. I just, I'm looking forward to next week. I am. Um. Please leave a review, uh, pod chase. You can leave a five-star review for the show. You can also leave a review for each separate episode if you so choose. We appreciate both. Um, let me see what else. You can leave an email at return to oswald at gmail.com. Uh, on Twitter, uh, the show is return to oswald. Brandon is on Twitter at that cool blick nerd. That's B-O-K. Um, Scar is on Twitter at Scarfinger. Um, That's me. And I am on Twitter at Rishani. Um Now, another thing that I do want to do is I want to uh, say that way, way, way back in like the third episode. This is what happens when you do evergreen shows. Back in the third episode of the entire show, we asked for input on the Devlin versus McManus uh, situation. Who's worse or who's wrong in how they talk to each other. And one of our listeners, Joe, said to him in that episode, it's what you see in real life government. The toxic left wing, right wing battle of egos at its worst. McManus is just as bad as Devlin.
1: Yeah. I don't want to hear no both sides bullshit.
2: But I mean, he did do that whole shit. And then like when he felt when he got scared, he called his homie. That was the senator.
1: That's right, he won up this dumbass. Mm. Oh, I don't no both sides bullshit. Oh man, you know, one side, you know, wants to have good things for the prisoners and treat them like humans. The other side thinks they're pieces of shit and don't want anything. They're both extreme. Yeah. Fuck that both sides bullshit.
0: All right. So um man, yeah. this doesn't care about black people. <laughs> I ain't even gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna say anything about that I'm just gonna let that one ride on out Um I do want to thank each and every one of y'all for listening we greatly do appreciate y'all oh um, Mike
2: Myers ass nigga you supposed to roll with me
0: no I, I, I looked at the screen the same way Mike Myers did <laughs> that's what I'm saying you you supposed to roll with me on this yeah I, I looked at the screen like huh okay All right. <laughs> you know I remember Kanye saying that because I actually, at that point in time, I worked at AT&T and they had us move to a different call center to take calls from the Red, for Red Cross donations. Because remember, that was a donation show. Yep. As soon as Kanye said that shit, we stopped getting donations and started getting calls. People just wanted to call in to complain about what Kanye just said. <laughs> George Bush does care about Black people. Colin Powell. <laughs> Condoleezza, kind of would he have
2: them on his staff? My man flew, my man during Katrina flew over to Superdome and just waved and kept it fucking moving.
0: <laughs> hey, at least the nigga didn't give them finger guns. What's up? He's,
2: he's from Texas. I'm pretty sure there were some finger guns involved.
0: Uh, I finger gunned somebody one. You feel about that, huh? What I hate is jive ass niggas. Oh, jive ass niggas. I can't get enough of it. This is is your new fuck you, Dad. No, it's not. Fuck you, Dad is still undefeated. Like, that is just... Fuck you, Dad! (laughs) (laughs) That shit is still undefeated, but I'm going to put it on the list. So every time we get a good sound bite, I, I take it.
1: That's me. Fucking role
0: model. I take it. That's my shit, son. So actually, you know what? On Twitter, whenever we have a hashtag now for fucking role model. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking role model. Okay. Um, but yeah, thank y'all so much for listening. We greatly do appreciate it. Um, we'll holla at y'all next time. Yeah. That that about sums it up. Brandon, you got anything else? Nope. I don't got nothing. All right. Then in that case, y'all be good. We'll holler at you later. Peace. Peace
2: out.
3: So okay?